1: So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. We're sharing an awesome message with you that's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God, something God wants every born-again believer to do, including me and you. All of us who are children of God have the awesome opportunity to have a close, intimate relationship with God Almighty. But unfortunately, not many of us have and enjoy a close, intimate relationship with Him like God wants it to be between Him and you and me. The good news is that There are things that can be done by each and every one of us to increase the intimacy between God and us. There are pathways that the Bible tells us that each and every one of us can follow that'll help us to get to the place where the close, intimate relationship with God that He desires us to have with Him is had by Him and us. Let's learn about some of those pathways that'll help us to get there, that is, into the more intimate, close relationship with God that He wants to have with us. So, without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Pathways to Increase Intimacy with God. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not. Here it comes. Turn to
2: Psalms number 10, please. A lot of believers think that and act like God's fall someplace. Like he got one of them, 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 them other gods. Them little G gods. Them remote, distant gods, like, god's like, like, like God is the god of Deism, D E I S M, Deism. Praise God. Whereas they acknowledge that God did God did make the world, but at the same time He is remote from it. He's far from it. He don't really have nothing to do with it. He don't He don't deal with it no more. It's like He He make a world, set it up like a, a watch, get it to ticking, and then He move on and stuff like that, and never to deal with it again. The devil is a liar. God's concerned about everything that concerns you. God said, if it concerns you, it concerns me. Because I'm in covenant with you. Psalms number 10, stanza number one. Here's the folk that act like they they, they, they don't know God right there with them. They ask questions like, why standest thou far off, O Lord? Why hidest thou thyself in times of trouble? Why he do what? Hide himself. God don't hide himself in times of trouble. God's right there. God told us and gave us a promise and said, I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. That's so why y'all ain't got to be praying. Come by here, oh Lord. Come by here. Kumbaya. And stuff like that. Come into this place, Holy Spirit. Stuff like that. He already, him. <laughs> Does he right there with you? But situations can get you so fleshed out, you don't even remember God's there. Look at your neighbor and say, mm mm-hmm, he's he telling the truth. <laughs> mm-hmm. Situation gets you so fleshed out, you forget God's even there. And you begin to start wondering, why ain't God here? God, how come you haven't come and helped me? How come you're not here? How come you, don't you say what I'm going through? The problem isn't God. The problem is us. Because many of us think God stands far off when when we're in trouble. These are usually the people that don't pray very much, if at all. One of the things prayer does is sensitize you to God. It sensitizes you to the Spirit of God. That's why one person can be in a room and know God moving. Other person can be in the wrong room and just sitting there looking like, what they doing? One person can be in a room and stuff like that. And they can begin to recognize the movement of God. They can be able to recognize it because they're sensitive to it, because they're sensitive to God. Because prayer is like rubbing almost and stuff like that. It's like rubbing a spot over and over and over again until it becomes real sensitive. And is like the rubbing of your spirit where you get sensitive and more sensitive until you just feel the breeze go by and you can feel God moving. And you can feel what God's about to do. The more spiritual you are, the more you recognize God's there prayer allows you the opportunity to be able to do that to be reminded that God's always there that God's right there with you and that he ain't left you and that he's right there to help bring you through Isaiah chapter 64 please that he's right there and he'll bring you through God will bring you through baby come on call upon the name of the Lord thou shalt be saved Isaiah chapter 64 So what Jehoshaphat did he called upon the name of the Lord he called him Elohim your covenant make a covenant keeper. It's time for you to keep some covenant. Hallelujah. Not telling him what to do, just reminding him what he said he was going to do. We're in Isaiah chapter 64. For time's sake, let's look at verse 4. It, verse 4, it reads, For since the beginning of the world, men have not heard nor perceived by the ear, neither have the, the eyes seen. O God, beside thee, what he hath prepared for him that waiteth for him. See, God's got some stuff prepared for the ones that wait on him. That word wait right there is inferring praying. It's one of the things that the person does while they wait on God is that they're praying. Because prayer is an opportunity for you to wait on God. Not wait as in sit there with your legs crossed and hands crossed crossing and thumbs twiddling, but but wait as in, you know, attend to God. Spend time with God. Pray. When you pray, God's got stuff prepared for you. Now your natural eye won't see it. Your natural ear won't hear it. But your spirit will be sensitive to it. It'll pick it up and you'll be able to know that God's right there with you and that God's got you. See, God wants us to begin to start waiting on him. So that we won't have to wait on him. God wants us to start waiting on him. So we don't have to wait on him. Because a lot of us, our stuff could have been handled a long time ago if we would just pray. A lot of us wouldn't even have faced the situation if we'd had prayed. Because God, you'd have been sensitive enough to recognize that he was telling you it was on the way. And telling you what to do to avert it so you don't even have to deal with it on a given day. Mm Mm-hmm. Turn to Psalms number 46, please. Psalms number 46. Oh, it's good to wait on God. That way you can go in prayer with power, just like Jehoshaphat did. Let's start reading at verse four. No, no. Stanza number one. Let's go back to stanza number one. Praise God. God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. God's a very present help in trouble. He ain't absent. He ain't missing. He ain't late. He ain't calling. and tell you, I'm going to get there if I can. I won't be there today. I had other things to do, other folk to look out for. You ain't the only one I got to take care of. You just wait your turn. No, you'll never hear that from God. God is an ever present help in time of need. He right there. Therefore, will we will not. Therefore, will not we fear? That means we won't fear. <laughs> though the earth be removed, and though the mountains be carried into the midst of the sea, though the waters thereof roar and be troubled, though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof, see lah. Which means you just stop and think about that. That if that if the you said therefore you fear not if the earth be removed. See La. What if the earth was removed right below you? where well, is it lo- it's like the ground up under you is being taken out from under you. Would you be fearful? Most of us in our right mind would. <laughs> Does anybody hear me up here? You don't have to be trying to be deep. Oh no, I wouldn't. You a lying, you know it. <laughs> Praise God. We be, we all we all be. We we'd all be freaking out. He's God, but He's trying to mi- remind you: Look, I'm an ever-present help in a time of need. That even if the ground get taken out from under you, don't worry, I got you. You're gonna be like you in a roadrunner cartoon. You ain't going nowhere. That if the earth was to, that if the that if the mountains would be carried away in the midst of a sea, in the midst of the sea. If you stood down on the street, sitting there walking down the street, minding your business, eating a tuna fish sandwich, and you see a mountain come flying across the air, go across the street. <laughs> Soon as we see it on the way, we'd be like, and it's coming our way? We'd be, we'd be like freaking out. I, I would. A mountain. He said, and though the waters thereof roar and be troubled. Could you imagine a whole tsunami coming at you? No. Though the mountains shake with the swelling thereof. you in the middle of an earthquake. And the and mountain swelling up, getting bigger, and then dropping down. You're like, oh my goodness. He said, there is a river, the streams whereof shall make glad the city of God. And the holy place of the tabernacles of the most high. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God shall help her. And that right early. I like that. That right early. Which means he ain't going to take a long time to do that. He's going to be right early at it. The heathen rage. The kingdoms were moved. He uttered his voice and the earth melted. The, The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Who's with us? Who's with us? The Lord, of hosts. the Lord of hosts is with us. That's talking about the Lord of the military campaign. He's the commander in chief of the armed forces of heaven. That's who the Lord of hosts is. And he's with us. Come. Behold the works of the Lord. What desolations he hath made in the earth. He maketh wars to cease unto the ends of the earth. He breaketh the bow. And cutteth the spear in sunder. He burneth the chariot in the fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathens. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our refuge. Selah. That phrase, Selah, means pause and think about this. It was actually a musical refrain, which basically said, let the music play. Praise God. That's when you like rock for a while, like, oh. And you're thinking about what was sung to you. Praise God. God wants you to slow down for a minute and think about how good he is. That's one of the opportunities that's available to us in prayer. We can just slow down for a minute and see and be reminded about how good God is. Be reminded about who's with us. Be reminded about who God is, who is with us. Because a lot of us don't really know who's with us. But that's because we haven't stopped, slowed down long enough to be able to spend some time with him. And let him show you some things about himself. He said, be still and know that I am the Lord. That word know right there refers to an experiential knowing. Know me experientially. See, God don't just want you to know him in precept and concept. God wants you to know him in actuality. God don't want you to just hear him. He wants you to feel him. God wants you to know he is God. God wants you to know he is God. That he is the God that can bust up the chariots and make them burn. He is. Somebody was rolling down on you with a a vehicle and they sitting outside that car praise God, and they like got guns and they hooping and hollering like, whoa, we about to jack you and they on the way and you ain't got no weapon or nothing and you can't do nothing to them. But all of a sudden, you see a missile come flying over from the side, blow that sucker up, spin it upside down. It's on fire with the wheel spinning on top and the folk laying all in it and they burnt up too. you be like, see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> God say, I'm that God. That I'll cause the chariots that roll down on you to be burnt right before your eyes. That any army that rises up against you, I'll shut it down right before your very eyes. But you got to be still to begin to know him like that. It's one of the invitations of prayer is to get a chance to be able to know who God is. Because God wants you to know him experientially. Come on, let me show you a, a prayer where a man is reminding himself and, and about who God is so that he might experience God experientially. Turn to Psalms 91, please. Psalms number 91. This is one of them kind of prayers put to music, by the way. Hallelujah. Psalms number 91. Now, many theologians believe that this was a prayer that was done by Moses. Some say it was by David. It doesn't state who, it, who, who was that one that actually wrote it. One of the reasons why they believe it was Moses, though, because many theologians believe that whenever the uh, preceding uh, 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 psalms tells you who it was, but they don't change it, then it's still that person until they change it again. But then I can show you ones that it ain't like that, so I don't know. Where is God? I know who ultimately wrote it. Holy Ghost. Holy Ghost ultimately wrote it. Why? So that we can be able to know what we need to do and know who's running with me and you. Psalms number one is that kind of that kind of prayer. Because those who commune regularly with God know that they are safe in Him. That no matter what happens to them, they know they are safe in Him. That's why, although Jehoshaphat feared, he went into prayer. Psalms number ninety one, stanza number one, it says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. My God, I like that. He said, you who that dwelleth in the secret place. That word dwelleth right there means to sit down, to sit down. Praise God. See, that's what God wants us to do. He wants to come in and sit down and dwell in his presence. Sit down and get up in the middle of his presence. Praise God to sit down. By implication, it means to dwell and to remain, to dwell and to remain. Which means that we get there and stay there. Praise God, we get there and stay there. Now, I know you got a job, Nick, You know, go to your job, praise God. But I'm talking about whatever time you're there, whatever time you focus on being there, be there. Because see, some of us, we get there and all of a sudden we start getting all domestic. We're going to prayer and all of a sudden we still start feeling all domestic. It's like the spirit of domestic get all over us. And then we look around and see something that could be readjusted. And then we go over there and start straightening up stuff. Then we go over here and get to cleaning up stuff. Then we all of a sudden, now we want to clean up everything. I mean, that's all right, you know, Molly made. But at the same time, there's a time for everything. Is anybody hearing me up in here? God wants you focusing on him, not the tidy bowl man, to be able to see what you can do to clean up the bowl. You you focus on him. Y'all don't like this. Praise God. The inference is that it's not... Now, this dwelling also, the infirmity is that it's not just a one-time thing or every once in a while thing. But it's one of them things that's done regularly. You know, a little closer to all the time. Doesn't have to be all the time, but a little closer to all the time. That's why he said, you know, draw closer to me. Cut the distance between you and me. Some of us, the distance is not just distance in proximity, but it's also distance in duration. Because some of us will pray one day and then maybe next week. And then maybe next month. God said, come on, cut the distance. Come on, get, get a little regular with this. You know, get up in here on a regular basis. It's hard to pick up sensitivity periodically. You got to become regular about it. Are you listening to me? I said, you got to come regular about it. He said, he that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High and shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. That word abide means to lodge or live. See, we need to learn to live in his presence. Live under his shadow. That shadow is talking about like somebody is standing there with you. Praise God. Stand right there, young man. Turn around to the people. Stand right there. Stand right there and turn around to the people. Turn line. Turn around. Turn around. Right there. That's good. See, this is talking about standing in the shadow. Whereas God is like right there over you. Praise God. So the way ever you go in life, God's right there over you. But God needs you to learn to live that way through in prayer so that you can become accustomed to the fact that not only are you that way in prayer, but when you leave out of prayer, the, the position is the same. That you're still under the shadow of the almighty. Yeah. That no matter what, you got some backup. Yeah. No matter what, you got some backup. Praise yeah. God. Y'all give me my hand. Praise oh my God. God. Y'all give me my hand. Yeah. That we abide under the shadow of the almighty. My God, I like this. Now, the results of being in prayer regularly is found in stanza number two. One of the results of being in prayer regularly is found in stanza number two. Stanza number two says, I will say of the Lord. I know you're waiting for me to say the rest, but that's it. I will say of the Lord. I will say of the Lord. See, the more you're in prayer and the more you spend time in prayer, it puts you in the position to be able to say of the Lord who he is, what he does, and how he'll do what he do. Because remember, our prayer is based on who he is, what he does, and how it is that he said he going to come through. We pray back to God who he is, what he's about. It's one of the things I know a lot of y'all are like, well, what the heck do I do when I go in prayer? Because you're still seeing it only as a petition. But no, it's an opportunity for you to be able to spend time with him and talk to him about who he is. Talk to him about what he does, what he said, how he is, how he make you feel. Praise God. And please don't be singing, he make you feel like a natural woman because that's not what I'm talking about. Praise God. But I make you, especially if you're a fellow. Praise God. Please, No, but start talking to him about him. Praise God about your relationship with him and stuff like that. What it does is put you in practice to the point that when you get out of prayer, you'll be able to say of the Lord. See, you first do it in prayer, say of the Lord, so that when a situation hit, you can then say of the Lord. You first do it in prayer, say of the Lord. So that when you get hit in the middle of a situation, you can say of the Lord. And what you don't understand what you're doing also is you're speaking ahead. You're speaking forward. Because every time you say of the Lord, you're telling the Lord who he is to you. So to win the situation, he don't have to be reminded of it because you've already reminded him of it. And he'll be that to you. Hallelujah. You'll say of the Lord. That word say right there means say In a wide latitude, to say in a wide latitude, which means you, it includes stuff like answer. You answer the Lord, your answer of the Lord. That when the situation comes up and ask you about what God's going to do for you or who is this God that's going to help you come through, you can be able to answer. Because Satan comes to you with questions. You think they're statements, they're actually questions because he's coming to find out, do you know? That's why in Romans chapter 8, it says, who shall separate us from the love of Christ? Question mark. Shall tribulation? Question. Famine? Question. Tribulation? Question. All these are questions. Why? Because the devil don't know the answer until you give it. But in prayer, you practice the answer. You meditate. You speak to God. You talk about God. So that when the question comes up, you already know what to say about God. That I will say of the Lord. I will answer. I will avouch. I will boast of the Lord. Praise God. Whereas you boast of the Lord in prayer. Tell God how fine he is, how good he is, how powerful he is, and how all that he is. Boast of the Lord and stuff like that. How I got somebody on my side that's always coming through for me. Lord, I thank you that you always come through for me. That there ain't a time that I ain't found myself in a situation that you ain't came through. That you feed me daily. You come through for me daily. You protect me daily.
1: Well, that's all the way up time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. Hope that you've seen what the Word of God says about the increased intimacy that God wants us to have with Him. Hope even more that you've seen the importance of doing what needs to be done to have increased intimacy with God like He wants with me and you. Because if you do what needs to be done, then you'll follow the pathways to increase intimacy that God's Word lays out for us so that God can get what He wants that is, increase intimacy with us. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at Eric Code 210 785 9238. That's Eric Code 210 785 Or write us at Word of Faith Christmas Center, 1928 Bassley Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. But it's always best when you can get it live. So if you're in a visiting San Antonio surrounding areas, come on by and check us out. Word of Faith Christian Center is located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 6:45, Saturday afternoons at 4:30, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation or you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. If you need a ride, we'll be glad to come and get you. So come on through. I guarantee you, it'll be a blessing to you when you do. And speaking of coming through, I invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to a very beneficial fellowship that's held in Word of Faith just for you, especially if your desire is to draw closer to one another and to have a better marriage, we invite all the married people in San Antonio and surrounding areas to come out to our Covenant Partners Fellowship this Friday evening. It's a monthly marriage seminar that God has brought here to San Antonio that'll help the marriages here in San Antonio. It's a monthly marriage seminar that you don't have to fly away to or pay half a pay to go to. It's free and it's right here in San Antonio just for you. It's an evening out for the married people that's done on the third Friday of every month where the wildest wedded folk in San Antonio and surrounding areas come together in a casual atmosphere and have food and fun and fellowship and get a powerful word from God that'll help you take your marriage to another level. So come on through. you go from being married to happily married, I guarantee you. There's no charge, but a free will offering will be taken. It starts at 7 p.m. and it lasts until, hey, it's a night out. You don't need to find a babysitter because child care is provided at no charge. Neither I, VIP Transportation Service is available for this team. So come on and spend one evening out of the month investing in your marriage so that it can be as good as God designed it to be and get even better than you ever thought it could be. Whether both of you come or one of you come, just come on through. You'll be so glad you did. That is, with or without your boo. And by the way, your boo is the one you're married to. I look forward to seeing you this Friday evening at the Covenant Partners Fellowship at Word of Faith. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast tomorrow For more of this life-changing Word we have in store for you, call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, know that we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the Word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.